It is loosely based on historical events and is in no way meant to be historically accurate. Except for the talking turkeys, that part is totally real. Welcome back to the Frustrated Fans, Episode 40. Reggie and Jake's excellent adventure. Or, why I'm no longer thankful for murder. Yeah, we need to get this off the bat. Normally... We've used the quote "get out of jail free" cards on video games before when it was insanely rage-inducing. <laughs> but I need to be honest with any of all three of our listeners: we have limits. Yeah. Um, so and, um, basically, you, you explain it better. Yeah. What happened was I started watching the movie, and I started watching Thanks Killing Three, and after literally, I think it was like 23 minutes and 15 seconds, I just went, no, we, I can't do this. Like, I, I was just telling Pete, I was literally playing Tetris DS while trying to watch this movie just so it didn't kill more brain cells. I, uh, I hadn't was, even started watching yeah, it, and yeah, I, he, I get a text from Jeremy saying he can't do this. Yeah, and I was telling him why, and I... And, I, yeah. I gave him a uh example and we're not gonna recap it. And I even said, I don't know if I can watch this all the way through. At one point I just texted I just messaged you and went, I don't think you should watch this. Like yeah. you don't want to watch and this. Not, and it's not like we're strangers to um horrible material. Or Still not that we, uh, Yeah. Or not that we can't take certain amounts of curse words or whatever the hell case may be but yeah oh you yeah. run a we run a pg-13 show and what you sent me in the description was push push that yeah i mean i honestly like i don't get offended by this type of crap i mean i listen to no holds barred radio they've said way worse stuff than what i saw in this movie and heard in this movie but yeah this thing i mean there's one it's one thing to talk about like jason x and the you know, or Freddy versus Jason, talk about our favorite violent moments, but this movie almost felt like they were trying to make the most offensive, ridiculous, stupid thing ever, and yeah, mission accomplished, but I, it's not something I want to watch. And I never started, so I'm not going to start, so we kind of had to scramble and find something else to do, and um, and we found something, yep. a lot a lot more in the uh, safe territory. Yeah, at first I tried suggesting, um, I went, I think I found a bad one, but I don't think we can handle it, and it was Son-in-Law with Spolly Shore. And no. Pete was just like, no, 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 I ended up suggesting Mouse on the Mayflower, which is the dumbest, one of the dumber Thanksgiving cartoon specials from the 60s, you can imagine, that I got to see in grade school every year. Um <laughs> That may be next year. Um, but we decided to stick a little bit more recent than that. Yeah. And what we picked was was a movie called Freebirds, which came out in 2013. And it is about, about a pair of turkeys that go back in time and try to prevent Thanksgiving so turkeys won't be eating eaten on Thanksgiving. And shockingly enough, this is not a vegetarian propaganda movie. 
which I was no. expecting it to be at the end. I swear to God, I thought at the very end of the movie it was going to be like, hey, we can, you know, it was going to be like this vegetarian propaganda crap, and they would be like, hey, we're eating salad instead of turkey or some crap like that. I'm pretty sure um, that at least the main turkey eats pepperoni at one point. Yeah, pizza, he eats a pepperoni so. pizza. <laughs> That's at least one good thing. Yeah. <laughs> so this movie came out in 2013, and... We'll get to cast and crew in just a moment, but even when I saw the promos, I was just like, dumb kids movie, moving on. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I watched the trailer, I went, hey, it looks like a dumb kids movie. Let's review it. <laughs> Great. This came out in November. <laughs> that was the first time I saw the trailer for this, so. Yeah. I just remember the TV spots. Mm. Um, this came out in November 1st, 2013. Uh, it's directed by Jimmy Hayward and produced by Scott Mosier. Screenplay is also by Jimmy Hayward. That's always a good sign. And Scott Moisure. Huh. <laughs> Story by David I. Stern, John J. Strass, and, and it stars, chiefly, Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson, Amy Poehler, and a few other. Uh, Keith David, George Takei, and a few other voice actors. Yep. And celebrity actors, but we'll get to that. This was produced by Relatively Media and distributed by them. So never heard of Relativity Media. What else? Is it? Oh, it, apparently uh, they filed for Chapter Eleven bankruptcy in July. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess that's th- uh, four bucks I paid for renting this thing. <laughs> I don't know where uh, that's going to go. Apparently, they are still trying to release a film called Kidnap. And it stars Halle Berry. Oh, wonderful. Um, and a bunch uh, of other people I've never heard of. So this film ran for 91 minutes. So standard kids film. Yep. Most kids film run around the 80, 90 minute range. Budget was $55 million for computer generated animation and made out back about double that. Yep. So with marketing budget, they probably didn't much more than break even. No, actually, and that 110 is overall worldwide domestically it barely made it made about 200,000 more than its budget. Yeah. So, I don't think it finan- financially I don't think we're seeing a freebirds too. Probably not, especially with the company in chapter 11. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's we've already said basically our history on it is Pete saw the TV spots. I didn't even hear I didn't even know this movie existed until we found it a couple days ago. More or less. So, um, but like I said, I remember seeing TV spots, and hey, I'm not a, I don't, not opposed to seeing a kids movie in theaters if I think it's going to be worth my time. Uh, so of course, all most of the Disney Pixar's and a couple of the DreamWorks. But I am looking forward to Kung Fu Panda three. But this one had an 18 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and it has a description that it, it's creatively moribund, which in English means it's creatively bankrupt. It just relies on cliches. Hey, just like the studio. (laughs) What, too soon? (laughs) That was terrible. Um, Thank you. So, yeah. But we'll get to the best parts of the movie, uh, what we in discussion on voice acting after our first break. Let's go! We're going to the helicopter. And right over there is a fence, and that's a seagull, and there's a cow, and a chicken. 
And that's Paul. He's getting a divorce. Yay! That's a bald guy. That's the girl who likes my daddy. But don't tell anyone. So the movie begins, um, kind of focusing on the ugly duckling, Turkey, so to speak, played by Owen Wilson. Who is blue? Yes, he's blue. Has a blue head instead of red. Whatever. Named Reg, and, uh, you'll probably forget the name, but he just kind of relates how dumb turkeys are to the audience, and... (laughs) Which has a couple of... It had like a really dark joke at the beginning where farmer picks up paradise, or yeah. the, where the farmer picks up one of the turkeys holding a hatchet in the other hand. The turkey's like, "I'm going to turkey paradise," and I'm like, "That's kind of messed up." Yeah, this movie got uh, a little dark for kids, but yeah. hey, that that's the part experience. where the turkeys I think were humping the barn where it was kind of. Is that what they were supposed to be doing? That's what I thought they were doing. They were rubbing themselves against the barn. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Owen is kind of supposed to be this odd turkey out and supposed to be smarter at least um, and basically movie gets into my favorite segment of the entire thing in, in the opening is that uh, somehow the president who is a, a clearly a Clinton analog <laughs> so you know timing um, he has an Arkansas accent and he's here to you know, do the national version of a pardon to one turkey. And um, it also has his daughter, which you should take that because... I love his daughter. Go ahead. His daughter's this hyperactive little kid that I swear to God is probably narcoleptic because she randomly just goes, I'm tired now, and then falls over. <laughs> and just goes, yeah. thump. <laughs> and I, I don't know who was writing this girl's dialogue, but well played. Oh, because she's one of the... Um, brutally honest type of kids. And she literally walks around introducing the Owen Wilson turkey to all these different people, including, and this is the part that made me laugh, uh, one of the few times I laughed out loud, uh, she motions to a female intern, like, that's the woman who likes daddy, but that's supposed to be a secret. Yeah, and everyone's like, huh? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) That was great. I mean, granted, this joke is about Oh, what's what's the year? Twenty years old. Nearly twenty years out of date. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, you know what? <laughs> pretty good. I liked that for adults watching it. Um, exactly. If you're following, yeah, it's actually pretty good. <laughs> and I mean, there's just a bunch of other other little stuff from the little girl who is kind of awesome. <laughs> so, but it's also clear this is supposed to be kind of Clinton era, although it flashes back to. Plymouth Rock, we'll get to that in a minute, uh, because of the, I guess, the technology around. There's no cell phone showings, a bunch of other stuff. Beyond that, I mean, we'll get to final opinions later, but movie seems, it, let's be honest, it's stock. It it follows tropes from the start. It doesn't do anything new. Yeah, eh, not too much. Uh, one of, Something I, I did like about that, so like the time travel thing, they just kind of go, screw it, let's not really explain it, let's just have fun with it, and... No, that's actually... That's, yeah, that was actually one of the better parts. Yeah, I, I like that. This massive time travel sequence. Yeah, um, and I especially like... At, I actually liked at the end where there's like four of Reggie running around, and um, he's all ta- they're all talking to each other, and one was like, I'm the idiot! He goes, guys, we're all idiots. <laughs> 
it's just the fact that they don't explain why there's multiple of him. And like when the fourth one shows up, he's like, I'm you guys from an even further future. And I just wanted to come back to witness this. You know? <laughs> oh, look, the space continuum is breaking down. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I was great, <laughs> Scott. That, that scene right there made me laugh. And I'm like, you know what? For all the different things where time travel, everyone's trying to do it as perfect as possible, all this crap. I'm like, you know what? That's funny. Just have the fun. other movie. Another movie I saw that just doesn't bother with the explaining time travel, but um, was Looper. But eh, it was only okay. I didn't see that so. one. That was the one with uh, Bruce Willis and what's his face, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's a it's a Netflix movie. Mm. It's okay. So, what were your favorite uh, moments here? Other than the Clinton era jokes, um, I, I liked pretty much everything George Takei did in this movie. <laughs> yeah. So George Takei voices the time machine, which is named Steve. <laughs> yeah. Which, and he's just he's great. Is he's George Takei, and he just has fun with this part. And there's and a, they follow the they do the less is more strategy. Yeah, for George. He's which not is probably better. Yeah, he's um, not. Like one of the main characters, but every scene that he's in is pretty much gold. Yeah, I, I think my favorite part with with him was when um, Reggie the turkey is trying to impress um, like the female, the main yeah. female lead turkey, and uh, she's like, "Wasn't traveling through time scary?" He's like, "Nah, I was fine." And then the time machine's like, "Actually, I can show you all the scenes. Here's Reggie screaming for his life." It's like, "Okay, you don't need to show that anymore." Stop. <laughs> Here's Reggie screaming for his mother. Yeah. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> and there was a disclaimer at the very beginning, which which was the intro for this episode. Um, George Takei got the voice, and it was, made me laugh. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the, uh, what was it? The this is oh all all fiction except for the talking turkey. It's just that totally happened. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, yeah. I, I also liked um, before, right before they go back in time, all the hazmat guys, all like the yeah. agents, the hazmat outfits. I actually thought they were kind of funny. Yeah, the, the oh, the the gag where they're like, "Well, I'm not getting them. I'm not getting them. I'm oh." Uh, it's like they go down in line, and the last guy in the line has to get. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry, bro. <laughs> and as they're saying, we had two weeks to retirement. Yeah. <laughs> And then as they're leaving, one of them's like, eh, glad I'm not going. They're all laughing. And then all of a sudden, the door stops. And he goes, ow, my foot. <laughs> I, I just like the bit where they're like, they're, we have a security breach. What is it? Turkeys. What do you suggest? Cranberry sauce. Control, we have a contaminant in chamber 47. Copy that. Wood type agent. Uh, turkey, sir. That is very weird, agent. Copy that. How do we address it, sir? Uh... With cranberry sauce. <laughs> Funny, right? <laughs> but seriously, we should deal with the contaminant. <laughs> they all just start laughing. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah! <laughs> really, though, we should probably do something about that. <laughs> so, I mean, those are the best parts. Yeah. Um... One thing I definitely noticed, though, was the um, there was a lot of slapstick comedy in this one. Like, yeah, Reggie gets knocked around a lot. Yeah, and so does Jake. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh yeah, Jake, who's voiced by Woody Harrelson, which I didn't even catch that. 
Yeah, we'll get to voice acting in a bit, but yeah. Yeah, Jake is his partner who takes him, who takes him back in time, and there is a lot of just bam, whack, like crazy, goofy slapstick comedy in this, like when Reggie uh, sets off all the turkey traps. Yeah. <laughs> I... I you know, it, it's not, obviously, it has nothing on, like, the classic stuff we've seen, like, Animaniacs or Tom and Jerry and stuff, but, you know, it is refreshing to see it again. Yeah. You don't see that very oh. much anymore. Oh, it's a whole, kids are who imitate violence. Yeah. Uh, we may need to do the, that, the censor episode of Animaniacs where they call out their, their own critics. You remember that one? I don't. I need to see that again, then. Uh, we'll find it sometime. Um, or the please, please, please get a life foundation. Um, <laughs> or have you seen that one? That one I haven't. It sounds familiar, but it it's late in the show's history. But it, it's the Animaniacs writers calling out the super obsessed fans on the internet. <laughs> nice. And please get a life. <laughs> um. But let's take our next break, and then we'll talk voice acting. Cool. Okay, what's inside this, ooh, secret base anyway? A time machine. A time machine? A time machine. A time machine. A time What? Who told you that? Uh, you, you did just now. We're back. So, there's something I need to bring up. Um, I'm a big listener of Rob Paulson's podcast, except he stopped updating, really, um, where he had other voice actors on, and they would talk about the business, and I always like listening to the show because Rob is a very funny guy, and everyone he is on is usually very funny people. And where else are you going to hear, like, Pinky and the Brain actually telling adult jokes? So, but one of the things he continually brings up on the show is Hollywood's tendency to cast celebrities, in for movies for voice roles, and he says, "Yeah, he he gets it. It's part of capitalism. You know, they're trying trying to use the celebrity angle to promote the movie." Um, but he also claims that you know, not just because someone is a, a screen actor does not mean that they're necessarily a good voice actor. Even the immortal James Earl Jones himself says voice acting is the hardest form of acting because there's no audience to play off. Rarely are there other actors. You're usually alone in a booth. And you've got to do it all yourself. And speaking as someone who has actually been on stage, I'll be, you know, just kind of high school stuff, he's probably right. On stage, you have other actors and the scenario to play off, much less to be able to respond to audience cues. So, that all said, I'm not necessarily a fan of celebrities and cast and voice roles. I mean... Let's be honest, it's done a lot as more of an advertising gimmick and not necessarily on the merits of the actor. And in certain movies, this really does show considerably. And Disney kind of got this ball rolling with the Rob Williams and Aladdin scenario. It just basically opened up the floodgates for this thing kind of happen. Now, George Takei, I, he's an instant win in my book. He knows what he's doing. Especially, especially comes to voice acting. He's done this for God knows how many cartoons. Yeah. He's heck, usually a ro- heck. There was a Star Trek animated series. There's that too. Um, but and it's not to say celebrity voices are bad. 
I mean, if you if you ever get time, look up the Chris Farley version of Shrek. This is before Farley's untimely death, and um, he they were he was getting cast in Shrek, and he brings a completely different performance than Mike Myers ever could. He brings a lot more uncertainty and vulnerability to the character. I mean, it's on YouTube. They have a an animatic sequence of Shrek and Donkey having a conversation. Still Eddie Murphy watching Donkey, but the character is completely different. And less said about inexperience of Cameron Diaz in the first Shrek movie, the better. She got better with the series going on, but she wasn't the best then. Here, it's a 50-50. Keith David is always spectacular, because the man is a veteran. And props to Woody Harrelson, because I honestly didn't even realize that was him. So that character, Jake, was not riding on Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I didn't realize it was him either. Um, It doesn't necessarily feel like the right role for Amy Poehler, and it's not like she's not a good VA. She was Pixar's in, in Pixar's Inside Out as Joy, so it, you know, she can't. I just think I don't think she could do a lot with the character. I have no idea who she is. So <laughs> she was on Saturday Night Live, the um, often teamed with Tina Fey, blonde. Uh, I haven't watched Saturday Night Live consistently in forever, but. Yeah. You know the you remember the famous skit um uh Sarah Palin and Hillary Clinton years ago back in 08. I wasn't watching it now. Never mind then. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I've tried watching SNL like on and off and I haven't watched it. Honestly, the only times I've laughed in it at it in like the last 10 years is when they've had some of the older people back on like they actually did a Wayne's World sketch a few years ago that was hilarious oh they also did another one for the 40th anniversary too which was good yeah they even did um as Will Ferrell came on as a guest and they did Mm -hmm. a new uh Celebrity Jeopardy sketch and those are the greatest things ever (laughs) yeah so Owen Wilson here he does a decent job with the main lead but I honestly could see a more veteran actor like Paulson, for example, doing a better job. I'm not saying it's a bad performance. I'm just saying I think someone it maybe not the right casting. I honestly but, thought um, his character was just kind of like his usual characters that he's played in movies, like mm-hmm. kind of quirky, kind of weird, you know, kind of a dork. It seemed like his normal character, so I was. I'm with him. I thought he did a pretty, I thought he did a good job. Um, yeah, well, Keith David, I mean, he's been in live action. He's done plenty of voice work. So with him, it's not mm-hmm. – with him, it's less of a – well, it's more like a voice actor celebrity. Oh, yeah. Is, I mean, he's in the same league of guys like Dan Castellaneta and people like that where – Or even George Takei. Yeah. For voice acting. Yeah, or uh, just anybody who does – I'm trying to think of other ones, but yeah, or like Michael Dorn who does voice wow. acting and live-action acting, too. Um, yeah. And I actually got to... I didn't even catch this until right... as I was writing this up. Um, so we realized there were three Trek alum in this movie. Um, there's well, Takei, obviously. George Takei, obviously. Cole Meany, who played Miles O'Brien in Next Generation in DS9. Who, who played, did he play? He plays Miles Standish. That's Cole That's Meany. That's is that the bad guy? The villain, yeah. Which I just think oh, it's okay. funny because it's two guys named Miles. I didn't huh. catch that. And 
because this poor guy can't get away from type cat from stereotype cast roles. Uh, Robert Beltran, who is Chakotay in Voyager, plays the Indian chief. <laughs> I feel sorry for him. I really do. Yeah. I didn't even know it until I looked at hey, the cast Hey, a job's list. a job, you know? Yeah, I looked at the cast list. I was like, oh, you poor bastard. <laughs> God. Again, pulling from Rob Paulson's podcast... There's only one voice actor out there who will deliberately turn a job down, and that's Frank freaking Welker. Um, and it's usually because he just doesn't have time. Yeah. Most of them, if they're offered a position, they're going to take it because it's a paycheck. So. Yeah. Really, like, no, like all, a lot of actors are like that. I can't remember. Um, well, someone once asked um, – God, what's his name? Hmm. I have played Saruman. Recently died. Uh, I don't know. Lee something? Yeah, oh, Christopher Lee? Christopher Lee. Someone once asked Christopher Lee, like, how could you be in... Did you see any of those terrible Dracula movies that you were in? And he's like, no, but I did see the house they built. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've heard and that. Like, I, that. I like the house it bought me. <laughs> Patrick Stewart's outright admitted the only reason he did alleged the terrible movie Wild East 2 was for because he needed a repair on his house. So... <laughs> I mean that's kind of like the running gag when actors take bad roles. Like I remember when, um, remember that Jim Carrey movie, Mister Poplar's Penguins. Uh, just the trailers. I was listening so. to a radio show and they were talking about it. They had like a movie reviewer on, and they said one of them said, "You know, I thought maybe he was branching out into like family films and stuff." And my co-host thinks he just needed a paycheck. And the movie reviewer went, "Yeah, the second one." <laughs> I mean, there's no reason why Sam Samuel L. Jackson is doing the Capital One commercials other than, hey, it's a paycheck. Your battery just doesn't give a damn. <laughs> there's that, too. I'm uh, pretty sure he has plenty of money. <laughs> he, I mean, he's been in all the Marvel Disney movies. I think he has plenty of money. Hey, hey! He got, I bet you he got plenty of money from the Star Wars pre- uh, prequels too. And after the end of that, I remember his standing uh, request was, "Don't make me die like a little, like a bitch." And after seeing Episode Three, I'm like, "Dude, you didn't get your wish." Well, that and the purple lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> I always which he asked the prop department to stamp BMF on, <laughs> and they did. Nice. <laughs> Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, but we'll get to final opinions, let's say, after the next break. Sure. on one, are you ready to be the first human being to travel through time? Yes, sir! He better be. Chances of survival are almost zero. Wait, you never said anything. That's on a need-to-know basis, sir. We're back. So, all things considered, this is a bad movie. No. It's cheap. It's fun from a lot of a lot of elements. It, I mean, I, I smile through generally most of it because yeah, it's cute, and it's probably a decent flick to watch with the little kids, especially around Thanksgiving. But um, the only time I, I I like genuinely laughed was the Clinton jokes and the Takay moments. So <laughs> yeah, honestly, I. Actually, kind of liked it. You know, I I don't know if I'll really if I'd watch it again or, you know, but I thought it was cute. You know, there were there were some good moments. 
it definitely wasn't a pain to sit through. You know, it, it didn't feel like it was pandering or anything, or it was just mindless garbage. Jingle all the way to. <clears throat> I was gonna say, uh, uh, brainiac attacks, but that works too. No, uh, <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll put it this way: I was listening back to our episode where we did jingle all the way to. I couldn't even make yeah. it through our own episode because I didn't want to hear wow. about the movie anymore. It was giving me flashbacks to watching it. See, I've repressed all of that, so oh I'm good. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to see Larry the Cable Guy shirtless on Monday Night Raw. Oh, so, all, I mean, Stop before you bring up any bad memories, uh, okay? So, plus, I mean, granted, I also watched this movie right after trying to watch Thanksgiving 3, and honestly, watching Paint Dry would have been more entertaining than that train wreck. So my opinion might be a little skewed. Um, one thing I, I got to point out, um, we mentioned the producer and one of the screenwriters for this is Scott Mosier. He's been the producer on all of Kevin Smith's movies. And I was very surprised to see that he worked on this. And apparently he voiced the pizza delivery guy <laughs> for his okay. two lines. Oh, yeah. I, I think this is the first time I've seen Chuck E. Cheese as a sp- corporate sponsor for anything. Yeah, where did that come from? I was looking at it going... Yeah. Do this pizza box say Chuck E. Cheese? They know, do. I didn't know they deliver. I don't think they do, but I could be wrong. Yeah, that that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, it's not like a Pixar movie or anything, but as mm. kids' movies go, it's not that bad. And honestly, I'd recommend it for kids to watch on Thanksgiving. It's a nice oh, yeah. thing. It's a fun little movie. Oh, yeah. So I mean, granted, I, get, I just recently rewatched, or well, I was at work, so I was re-listened to um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. And <laughs> that's still like one of the top, if not the top, Thanksgiving movies of all time. Oh, no doubt of that. Oh, and uh, no, and I'd say actually for the adults, go watch um, the Aqua Teen Hunger Force Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not this stoned to watch that show. <laughs> I'm not either. I like that episode. I think it's funny. I don't. Uh, I haven't been attracted to Adult Swim for years, so I, I haven't either. I just I like old awkward. I hear good. Episodes. I hear good things about the new Rick and Morty, whatever it's called. I but all I've seen of that is I saw a commercial which looked really stupid and annoying, and then they did the creators of that did one of the Simpsons openings. And it was really stupid and annoying. And at one point, after literally 30 seconds, I went, is this really still going? And I fast-forwarded. It was on Hulu, so I just fast-forwarded. And it went for like two minutes straight. I I gave up on Adult Swim when they introduced their own version of Jackass. So God. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll have to go into like the no. line of Adult Swim. Okay, I'd be willing to do that. Yeah. Hey, I actually liked C Lab 2021 when it was on air. Yeah, I mean, and Harvey shoot, Birdman. I, I kind of started losing interest in Adult Swim when one of the TV show, when one of the CG shows on there looked like The Sims on Acid with some weird mutant guy. Oh, Xavier oh, Renegade Angel. That's it. Yeah. That, what the hell was that? Seriously, oh. what was that? I know they. I know. <laughs> hmm? yeah. No, forget it. It's right. going to bring up the whole anime debacle, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> so, Pete, where can they find us on the internet? Frustratedpodcast.com is our main site uh, where you can find episode archives, descriptions, our contact info, and uh, links to our iTunes if you want to like to subscribe that way. Or simple RSS. Yep. 
We love descriptions. We love reviews even more. Yep, we like it when people listen to us. Indeed. And if so, li- and if you're not listening, you can't hear this. Okay, <laughs> I I stole that from NHB. I can't take re- I can't take ownership of that, but I like it. So, what do you want to do next? We are rapidly approaching Christmas here, or Hanukkah in your case. So, well, let me tell you something, brother. Next um, time, brother, you know that the red and green is coming up. Well, I always wear the red and yellow, brother. And you know something, brother? When Christmas comes and the big fat. Santa Man comes to deliver the present. You know that Hulk Hogan's going to be there right next to him. So next time, let me ask you something. What you going to do when Hulk Hogan and St. Nick deliver presents to you?